Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of Alice in Wonderland. I'm Vic Philipson in a very sunny Christiansand, Norway. And I'm Alice Morrison in a snowy Atlas Mountains. I Colorado. saw the snow um, on your Facebook feed. Yeah, looks like it's really uh, chilly. Oh, it was amazing because when I first got back from Scotland a few weeks ago, we were really worried. I went, I was walking and the mountains were so dry, considering it was February, um, that it, bo- it boded extremely ill for the agriculture for the rest of the year. And everybody was quite mm-hmm. worried. You know, there'd been hardly any snow. There'd been very little rainfall. So the whole country really was worried about drought. And then, alhamdulillah, as we say in the trade, last Sunday, I was actually out for a hike with Lassen and we we were going to this um, pass called Tizzy Lekimt and we, we parked the car and it's quite a high pass. I think it's 3,550 metres, so it's high. Um, and we started at 2,300. So we parked the car up, went on our way and, uh, you know, the mountains were brown, all the shrubs were kind of desiccated and we were about, I don't know, half an hour, an hour in and it started <laughs> snowing. And then... It started really snowing, like properly, properly snowing. Um, and actually, we, we didn't get anywhere near the pass. We got about mm. halfway up, but we had to turn back and come down. And it was really amazing because we came, we did a circle. And then the last bit of our descent was where we'd come up. But you, would, you, you wouldn't recognize it, you know, at all impossible because it was yeah. completely white. And the, the reason we had to abandon quite so early, because we were having a lot of fun. We had the, we had all our gear. We had crampons. I had really good kit. Um, but the reason we had to abandon was so early was that Lassen was worried about the car. Because, of course, you know, if it was stuck in a snowdrift, it would be extremely to difficult get to get back, back to Imdil. Yes, civilization. Yeah, which is yeah. about... Yeah. And those roads, I mean, I, I wrote a little blog about it and I put a video in the blog of actually mm-hmm. driving which, oh, hello, you know, on a, it hadn't turned to ice. I mean, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't right. drive on these roads in the ice. It would be, it, you know, that's just asking for a horrible death. But um, it was quite pokey even in the snow. And as we got down, we were driving down. And you can imagine that it's real, it's a real like, um, you know, bends, hairpin bends, down, 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 down. And Lassen turns to me and goes, he said, yeah, Alice, he said, um, you know, really good news. I've got really good tires on. They're brand new and they really hold on to the snow. And I was like, oh, that's excellent, Lassen. He says, yes. He said, brakes don't work very well. They're going downhill. <laughs> well, there's good and bad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why have you told me this? And he just said, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, you're home. You're Hello. back in in Morocco. That's great, and uh, and you have a book coming up as a best selling author should. Well, it's. I mean, you know, this book has been a long time in the baking. It's the one I finished last year at Mom and Dad's mm-hmm. in May, and then the world of publishing works its mysterious miracles and it is now ready. I haven't actually seen it yet, and it's really weird because. Wonderfully, people I've sent copies to it are um, sending me pictures of themselves holding my book. And I haven't actually seen it. But uh, yes, it comes out less than a week. It's published on March the 17th. St. Patrick's Day. Yes, St. Patrick's Day. So I'm really hoping that it's the luck of the Irish will be with me if if I'm allowed to borrow some of it as a fellow Celt. And yeah, 
it comes out on March 17th. It's available already to pre-order on everything. Amazon, Hive, Waterstones, you name the bookshop. You have to tell us um, the title again because I don't remember it right now. Yes. The title, I should have maybe that's, led with that's that. That's called you Burying the Lead, I believe, author. there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I buried the lead. But it's okay. We can revive the lead, everyone. Bear with me. Bear with me. It's called Walking with ah, Nomads. Yeah. And of course, if those for those of you who followed the podcast for a while, it is the story and it encompasses many of the stories that you will be familiar with. It's the story of walking from Nador to Gergerat across Morocco and the Sahara with my lovely varying Amazir Berber guides and the six camels, including Hamish. <laughs> Hamish plays a starring role in the book, I hope. Hamish does play a starring role. And it's really funny because I, I asked the publisher, we, there's pictures in the book, you know, obviously not as many as the millions mm -hmm. that I took, but there's a selection. And I asked that the whole team be put in, you know, mugshots right. of all of us. And I demanded a picture of Hamish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is one. And actually, I, I think I'm, I hope everyone in, who buys it really, really enjoys the book. I'm really proud of it. And it's not just my book. I dedicated it to Brahim and Adi um, with grateful thanks to Jean-Pierre, because really it's it's our story. You know, I wrote it. That was my job while Adi was making the bread mm. grumpily every afternoon and Brahim was thinking after the camels. But it really is our story. And I hope I have done it justice. I hope I'm I have. I'm sure you have. I'm sure it will be a big hit. I hope that uh, I hope folks go out and buy it right away. Oh well, that would be lovely. We'll put we'll put a link in the show notes, yeah. Nick. I think. And we've got snow up there, and you've given me a little note here. Something called A B C. I'm not sure what that means. A mountain. Uh huh. B? Well, the mountain was the walk. The, so. Just for anyone who's listening, Vic and I um, exchange notes about what, what little things we have to talk about. So A was my mountain walk with Lassen. B is... At home. At home, yes. Well, once again, I was, I've had my, my belief confirmed that people the world over are all... <laughs> share common things and one of the things we share is i was actually on the phone to my public uh, to my sponsors crack hoppers because we are holding a launch event i oh. should have said this if anyone listening is from edinburgh on march 17th we are having a launch party and a little talk from me in crack hoppers store in george street at half past six and just go online and get a ticket because we'd love you to come but i was on the phone to the to, you know doing last minute details like what we're going to put in the goodie bags, <laughs> etc. And there's an, a real knocking at the door. And this is the morning after the snow. And there's Uthman, who is, I think he's five now, <laughs> four. And he's knocking at the door and he comes and he says, Alice, come out to play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I finish up my talk and I go outside and all the kids and the young girl, the young women are clustered in the yard. So there's about six people and they're building oh. a snowman. And it's absolutely brilliant. So not only do they build a snowman, they put twigs for arms and a <laughs> carrot for a nose. And then they dress him in Uthman's clothes. <laughs> oh, oh, he was... Uthman 
snowman's jacket and little hat gets snatched off him and put on this snowman in our backyard. And it's so sweet. And then I say to the girls jokingly, as I think, I'm like, girls, I don't have a husband. Maybe this one will do. And they think it's hilarious and start, you know, ululating and singing the kind oh of marriage boy. songs oh and boy. showering me with snow in, instead of confetti. <laughs> So I'm now engaged snowman. to a melted snowman. <laughs> he didn't last? Yes. He didn't last? Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. I know. Actually, it's interesting. No, the snow doesn't last. There's still snow, obviously, a bit higher up. I think after about 2,000 right. meters, I can mm -hmm. still see snow. But here, no, it didn't last. And we all spent the kind of morning and the afternoon, all of us together. It's, again, you know, indication of how communal life is here. The girls, the older girls, aged, you know, 1920 all came up and helped me clear my roof because I have we all have right. flat roofs and so we have to shovel the snow off because it was about half a meter oh, deep. Oh, that's great! Okay. And that's yeah, yeah, fantastic for the for everything. Everyone's mm -hmm. so happy um, because as Lassen explained to me, he said when you have um, snow in the mountains, we consider it like a store, mm -hmm. like a mm -hmm. a treasury, and it's a treasury for water because it means we'll have enough water right. for the year. So half a meter of snow, that's a pretty so that good, that's pretty two. heavy stuff. So that's why they, is that why they, yeah. they, they get it off or, or because it will leak through the roof or both? Because it's dead flat roofs. And even though we've got, you know, um, holes and channels, it's better to right. get it off the mm -hmm. roof. It, it's too, it's too much. There'd be an awful lot of water when they, it melted. They, they do the so, same yeah. thing here, but they don't get quite so excited about just a half a meter. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, I guess you get really deep. Yeah, snow there, over two there. years ago at Easter time, when everybody went out to their, their, the hutta, to their cabins, people had to yeah. dig down to get in the front doors. Yeah, it can wow. happen here that in the imagine. higher elevations that it might dump three meters of snow in a week. Boom, and just bury everything. And sometimes that happens in April. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, I'd be very glad if there were a bit more snow because we, you know, the more water at the moment, yeah. the better. Really, I think the country, the country feels, it feels like you know, it just needs to suck down yeah. that moisture. And in C, it says something about slip. What do you think slip is? Yes. This is very oh, no. sad. So I managed to navigate my way down the mountain in a blizzard, in a whiteout with my crampons over the rocks. <laughs> you know, we, we drove safely back to Imlil. Then the next morning I got up to go for a swim just right. down the road. But I, when I saw the road, it was absolutely black ice. And I thought, I am not taking Toyota Yaris down that road oh, for a swim. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. So... Instead, I decided to go and just take some photos, you know, mm -hmm. around Imlil, because I've never seen it in such deep snow. So I went off, took loads of photos, was walking back down the main street, and I went right down on my right leg. I just, my legs slipped oh, from under me. And it was one of those things, I actually hurt myself. <laughs> okay. And my leg, I twisted my knee, which is now fine two days later, but my ankle is all swollen up and dodgy and of course a guy was watching from a shop and he he was meaning to be pleasant so he went oh bravo and clapped because he thought I was fine and then I couldn't literally couldn't get up on my leg and he felt obviously felt absolutely terrible was like oh I'm so sorry can I get your glass of water can I help you because I'm like I, I had to roll on my tummy yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you know that you know roll on my tummy and then sit so you down didn't for leave a while your spikes on then, to go out that morning probably, well, no, because, you know, it's my local mm. village. And, yeah, 
I had, I mean, I had good shoes. I had like grippy shoes on, but black yeah. ice is black ice. It is going to get you every time. So I'm annoyed. So I'm not as bad as you though, Vic, because you've had your feet taken <laughs> off or something taken no, off your no, feet. No, no, I had a bump taken off the right hand side of my right foot that I have planned to have done for years. And so it just finally came on my birthday. I got to I got to oh, be a, have so an operation, sad. but I'm fine. I have my foot up in the air, and everything's going to be fine again. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, you rest but up I, and take yes, care. Yeah. So, but we have spikes here, you know. When 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 it gets because we get that condition where it will, uh, it'll snow, then it will thaw, then it will snow, then it will thaw, then it will freeze yeah. hard, and you just get this sheet of ice, literally everywhere. Yeah. So, and you know, you call shoes with spikes here. Pig school. What? Oh, that's a good name. Well, maybe I'll get some. I mean, it seems a bit over the top to get some pig school from Morocco, well, but I might do that when I eventually. They're super handy because they're, they're the perfect thing for that condition where you've got ice and really yeah. good, and dodgy footing. So um, it really does yeah. help. Yeah. And so it's good to be back in Mar- Back in You've been to Marrakesh. You were in Marrakesh yesterday. Yes. I was. So I'm doing something rather interesting. I'm doing a, I've been asked to do the photography for a cookbook um, by a wonderful Scottish um, recipe creator called Julie Bassan. And so she had a list of things. I'd I'd sent over a whole load of photos, but also a list of, of, you know, wants. So I zipped down to Marrakesh to take those photos and I had the most fantastic time. And really, this is the first time since Corona started that I've seen Marrakesh back to life. Yeah. And it really felt it was wonderful. I'd forgotten just how much fun Marrakesh Mm -hmm. is. It is a blast. And because I was taking food photos, I I was literally asking people if I could take a photo of their sweet stand or their mint stall or their, you know, their preserved lemons or their restaurant. And everyone was just very nobody said no. And, you know, it really brought people were really excited. So I told them what it was for, that it's for a Moroccan cookbook by a Scottish writer, which they also loved. And then I just had the nicest day because, you know, I was chatting to everybody and everybody's laughing and smiling and really wants to be in the photos. And then I had to I got about 29 phone numbers to send them the photos of themselves on WhatsApp. Um, And it was great. So it was a very pleasant. It was like one of those things that. It's work, but it's it's just such an enjoyable experience. And I also got a free lunch. No, that you can't beat. That's there I you know. go. That are are you? Do you still have to wear a mask in public there, or no? No. Well, nobody was. Um, so maybe if you go into, I haven't been into a supermarket. Maybe if you go into a supermarket, but no, nobody was wearing. I mean, a few people, sure. but very mm-hmm. few. And. Um, I heard today that they've lifted a lot, the final restrictions today. So things like the bathrooms, the toilets and the mosques were mm-hmm. closed and they've just reopened them, which is the piece of news I got from my neighbours this morning. <laughs> so it just felt good. But, you know, as I say, I had honestly forgotten just how much fun it is to walk yeah. around Marrakesh. You know, it is so lively. There's the colours just are everywhere. And, and they're so it's so bright and cheerful and you've got the sounds of the kalesh bells as the horse carriages oh. come past you and people trying to sell oh, you stuff boy. but it, it's in it's in such good humor and, and it really felt vibrant and african and wonderful so i had a fantastic time and it 
it made me think, you know, guys, come on over because there is so much mm-hmm. life here and it's just bursting at the seams and it's spring so everybody's in a good mood and it was warm in Marrakesh my goodness I came with like loads of clothes from the mountains and I had to take them all <laughs> off one by one you must have had some odd parking arrangement there too uh, yes well well this is a story Vic so it, it, parking is a nightmare near the Medina this the old walled city of Marrakesh so you you pay a fortune and and people have got like you know squirreled away little places so the way you do it is you'll you'll get you'll someone will wave you into a, a parking area you go in you leave your keys um you negotiate a price which makes your eyes water <laughs> and then off you go and then you come back and so I'd done this and it was a new place I hadn't used before. So it's down a little, down, down a kind of, you go down into a basement. So I went down to basement, parked my car. And, the, you know, the guys are always pleasant enough. And I came back to get my car and got my keys. And the guy said, can you give me a lift to um, to Mohammed Sis, which is one of the main boulevards out of town? And I was like, sure, no problem. But as he was saying, can you give me a lift? <laughs> He was scrolling through really explicit porn <laughs> pictures on his what? phone. Um, no. I know. And I, I was like, that looks like a vagina to me. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that really does. And there he was. And I just thought, and then I was like, oh, my goodness. I really don't want to give this chap a lift. I have no problem. Everyone can do what they wish. But it's a bit odd, yes. you must admit, for a young, I mean, he was in his early 20s to be scrolling through porn in front of a woman who's absolutely the same age as his mother or probably oh a bit older. And so I, and then I had to just kind of, then I had to suddenly forget all my Arabic, every <laughs> single word and, you know, pay him and drive off quickly because I really didn't. I just thought this is weird. That's, it's too weird. weird. I can't be doing with it. So that was my parking and porn <laughs> experience. I, I don't think that's one that I, I have ever heard anyone uh, recount before. That's uh, that's a unique. I know. It is. It's, it's Traveler's Tales. Come to me. There's all sorts of things like that in my book. No, there is, there no, is porn no porn in, in my book. Oh, there is. There's, cap, there's yes, that's right. sex. Nick, there's actually, there's quite, actually, yes, there's quite a lot of details about the love life It actually life features travel. rather prominently into the stories that you'd told, as I recall it. It was a continuing theme. I know, because it was it was kind of, without being too graphic, it was kind it, of in your face. <laughs> Oh, that's, um, yeah. So, so one final little idea. Why, why is it good that the roads are bad? Okay, so this was my, my final tale that I picked yes. up this week that, you know, some things just really tickle you. So in Morocco, I, I'm sure I've said this hundreds of times, but, mo- you know, most people actually probably don't have a car. So if you've got a car, you always give people lifts. You give hitchhikers lifts. And all my ladies, you know, warn me strenuously against doing this. And I just ignore them because it's kids going right. to school. It's men going to work. Um, you know, I I don't have I, I wouldn't give someone a lift from a big city necessarily. But in the, in the country, in the mountains, in the desert, you know, otherwise someone's got to walk right. and it's a long way between places. So I give this chap a lift and actually he's an imam from the mosque. So 
we're all in very safe hands. We're, we're chatting away about the road because up near Imlil, where I live, they've just done a huge works reconstruction, which started in Corona, stalled and then has been done. So the last part of the road to where I live is really nice. It's all smooth. All the holes have been filled in. And, you know, it's it's really quite cheeky. Mm -hmm. So we were exclaiming about how lucky we were and how marvellous it was. And I said to him, I said, but why don't they do anything about the road outside Casper Tamadot, um, which is our really beautiful five star hotel here? It's about 15 kilometres where I live. Mm -hmm. It's near Asni. And the road in front of it is just a potholy nightmare. And I mean, Casper Tamadot is for very, is is owned by Richard Branson, Ooh. and it's it's a it's a five star hotel, and you know the prices are very high, and it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, when you go inside, it's it's gorgeous, it's impeccable, um, but the road outside is terrible. And Mohammed, the name of the Imam, he said, Alice, he said, have you not worked it out yet? <laughs> I went, no. He said they keep the road bad because if they had a good road, Moroccans would drive really fast and splat ah, on the tourists. There you go. That makes perfect sense. Which for some reason completely tickled my fancy. <laughs> I, I was like, this is this is urban planning at its best. You know, it's people really thinking through the consequences. If we fix the road, we will have, we'll you know, tourist mortality because they're not used to the drive, way walkers yeah. drive. Yeah. So that that was the explanation. <laughs> so I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> it makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we are kind of closing in on the magic hour here. Uh, anything else we need Aww. to tell folks this week? Except it's glad to be back. I'm awfully glad to get to talk to you again. It's been a long, uh, long yeah. break here. And, and Yeah, it was it was good to take a pause yeah, after yeah, Jordan, yeah. and it's it's nice to be back. Yeah, I know. I think I think really the main thing I say to people is, you know, if you're of a, if you if you enjoy the podcast, please do support me and buy my book, Walking with Nomads available online and in all good bookshops and out on March 17th. So that is less than a week till my book. It's very exciting when a book mm. comes out, you know, my books are, my books and my cats are my <laughs> babies because I'm a sad person, but um, I'm really excited to share this one with you. So I really hope people like it. I'm keeping my we'll fingers put, crossed. We'll put a I link like in the it. show notes. Yeah, that'd be all great. All right, Alice, we'll speak to you in two weeks. I'm okay. looking forward to it. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care.